Welcome to episode 155 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar, is here. How are you doing, Warren? Um, actually, pretty good. I'm uh, yeah. not at the beach house uh, on the Thursday night, so I get my That's uh, good. I get my reel set up for now, and we'll see how it goes next week. All right. Well, we, we want you to uh, want you to be comfortable. We want you to be comfortable. <laughs> but uh, I also want to welcome back to the show uh, Holden Depardo. How are you doing, Holden? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Also back on the show, they come as a tag team here. Brian Depardo. How are you doing, Brian? David, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad you guys could be back. I think it's like your third time, third or fourth time now. Yeah. Glad you guys could As a team, yeah. It. I think so. Glad you, glad you guys are enjoying coming on the show. We always have a lot of fun, and um, it's post Dub Dub, and we don't have to talk really much about Dub Dub anymore, other than some of the other stuff like iOS 15 and everybody belly aching about it, and you know all that fun stuff. So, but uh, we have a lot of news this week. We can go through that. And uh, Warren's dog did something. We'll talk about that just a bit, and lots of other fun things to talk about here. So let's let's just dive right into the news here this week. Um, Mac rumors. Uh, Apple launches the podcast subscriptions. We've been waiting like just intently for this, right? Apple has announced. Yeah, uh, yeah Apple has announced that the Apple podcast subscriptions for shows and channels rolled out worldwide, showcasing a number of large, a large number of new shows, groups of podcasts and channels. So when listeners purchase a subscription to a show, they they automatically follow the show, and the page is updated with a subscriber edition label. So they clearly see that they have access to the premium experience. As ex- the listeners subscribe to more channels, the Listen Now tab expands with new rows to provide easy access to all subscription content listeners who subscribe to two or more channels will also see my channels and then the listen now tab so yeah they they uh they decided to, to roll this out i don't know if i'll be participating in this anytime soon and then i don't know if any others will be as well because uh one of the downfalls to the, the podcast subscriptions is you have to have separate feeds for your podcast in order for it to, to be maintaining all this so just what we need extra work but Will it be monetized? Apple's still taking their 30%. Uh, Warren, what do you think about this? Um, uh, didn't fa- I, I think Facebook just launched their subscription mm-hmm. thing, too, for uh, podcasts. So this is going to be the a next, thing. That's yeah. the next story. Oh, just combine them. Uh, this is the same thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is a thing now to uh, monetize podcasts, which is good. I mean, it's even, yeah. if you, even if it doesn't work, you have the possibility to try it. And, you know, as far as recording different streams, does that mean you have to record different shows for each service? Or no. Well, how does that work? You can do the same show, but you have to have a separate feed in order to to to, to, to supply that. Um, and uh, I think I, I, I haven't seen what Facebook's plan is yet, but Facebook also another article there from nine to five Mac. They're off, they're going to be launching their own platform uh, next week. Uh, this was uh, actually reported by The Verge um, uh, that you can they're going to, the podcast creators are going to be able to have a new podcast podcast page that will go live. So this is not for this is not for pay. This is actually uh, uh, this is actually a, another place to actually put your podcast. Holden, you being a podcaster, what do you guys think of this? Have you, have you been exploring this at all? Um, in terms of the Apple podcast subscriptions, I, we really haven't looked into it. And Facebook, no. I don't know. I, I guess know you're we'll not put a big Facebook fan. <laughs> I'm not a Facebook fan. I guess yeah. we'll put her podcast there, but I just don't think people trust Facebook enough for them to yeah. start using more of their services like this. So it kind of remains to be seen. Well, I have a pay. I have a pay. I have a uh, in touch with iOS page that many follow, and we appreciate that. And uh, so we get we do generate some traffic in Twitter as well. Uh, you kind of you, you kind of it's try hard not to, uh, to 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 actually be on social media. Brian, you have any thoughts on this? With the you're a podcast listener, right? And yeah, would, I you wish for, would you would you pay for it? <laughs> Probably not, only because, you know, with everyone still kind of working remotely, I mean, my podcast listening time was my commute, you know, and I don't really have a commute anymore. So I have to say that I have not really been listening to any podcasts aside from this one, of course, Dave, and, (laughs) you know, Holden's (laughs) podcast. And, you know, I mean, so probably not, although I'm kind of interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Facebook either, but. Why wouldn't they jump in? You know, 
I hadn't thought yeah. about the social media aspect of like you have the page for touch and iOS mm-hmm. having, you know, your community in a place where they can listen at the same time. Yeah. does kind of make sense. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, Wait till Twitter's podcast subscriptions come out and Instagrams and Snapchats. <laughs> you know, well, it's just going to snowball from here, I'm sure. You're, yeah, you're going to be able to, uh, um, you're going to definitely going to be able to, um, you, you, you can make dunst- some of those platforms. You can make dusting times like 10 on all these platforms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Dave, yeah. explain something to me, though. You said multiple feeds. Does that mean you have to have a different host for each? No, it, it means that you have to go to Apple's podcast subscriptions feed and provide the, the content uh, there oh, as well as on, on your normal. So, like in my case, I don't know what you guys use, Holden, but we use I use Lipson, so uh, Lipson is my host for the podcast, and that's how the RSS feed goes out uh, each week. And um, but um, uh, but people want to be able to consume it, you know, not only. Not, online but on their ios devices and all the podcast uh, catchers that are out there uh many of choice my my favorite as of late has been pocket casts um and there's also a downcast and there's also and you know so i'm not mentioning the pod, the apple podcast app because it's not great <laughs> it really isn't <laughs> it's gotten better but it's just and that's the thing that these it, the only way you'll be able to listen to these paid podcasts is by using the apple Podcasts app so but then i go look at my uh, we, we go look at our um, uh, the, my numbers in the, the Apple Podcast app, other than actually listening to it in the browser, is is the top two of, of people, the way people listen to, my, to this podcast. So it's hard to beat it. It's just kind of like with Facebook. I mean, it's hard to yeah. beat the, the the billions of eyeballs that are out there. And, and Warren, of course, is a, is a big Facebook person because of Mac to the Future and, and enjoys Facebook. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm on I, Facebook every day. So you left you left out my mom. That's why I'm you're, actually you're, that's why I'm original. Yeah, that's why we're on it originally. So, oh, Facebook, uh, okay. Yes, until until, yes. You, until Mac to the Future came along. <laughs> no, then I, then I stopped posting on my timeline. People yeah. thought I died. It was a whole thing. <laughs> that's right. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I mean, I, more and more things are going to be happening with the paid paid subscriptions and more 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 small pieces of that puzzle. And then then we'll just see how it goes. I mean. I'd be interested in seeing again. Like I said, Apple takes thirty percent of that, so um, that's uh, that's a pretty pretty big chunk. What um, bugs me is that they also charge twenty dollars a year to offer subscriptions to the podcast app, which right. seems why do that if you're going to take a thirty percent cut as well? Like you would think the thirty percent cut would easily cover everything, right? Yeah, I it's uh, twenty dollars really. Yeah, per year. Yeah, that's yep. messed up. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see where it goes, but it is Apple. <laughs> um, the uh, next story, Apple CEO Tip, Tim Cook, sideloading apps would destroy the security of the iPhone. Uh, he, uh, Tim Cook, participated in a virtual interview in the, at the Viva Tech Conference, which is described as Europe's biggest startup and tech event. Cook was interviewed, and uh, he was interviewed by the CEO and founder of Root, a media company that, that creates short-form video content. And much of the discussion centered on privacy, of course, because Apple was, was really big on privacy, obviously with DubDub, um, and uh, and Cook does participate, but he, he but he he did uh, say that they've been focusing on privacy for over a decade. We see it as a basic human right, and a lot of the things we know as far as the views go. And uh, we talked about this on Mac uh, Mac to the Future Gold yesterday, right, Warren, and uh, we had a bit of a, a bit of a debate. Uh, is siloing going to be something that uh, that I that Apple would ever consider as a supporting i don't i don't think so but but they also could force their hand and the governments could say hey you have to or, uh, what do you think warren i don't like what i said yesterday but you know i i'm kind of still on the idea that if they were forced to do this then they would fundamentally change ios possibly yeah. in a way possibly in a way where maybe the silo it's almost like like almost like a, a virtual machine in iOS that you know separates it from the iOS. So if you install an app uh, outside from the uh, Apple Store, it would sort of go on its own kind of partition, so it doesn't affect the operating system. And this way, they could still say, "Listen, our our stuff is secure. We're, we're allowing you to see these apps, but they're to run in a separate version of iOS." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Brian, what do you, th- you think anything about this? Is uh, do, do you think it's a good thing that th- that they would allow sideloading of apps? I think it's a terrible idea, I and agree. I think that the the amount of iPhone users who even know what sideloading is, I mean, nobody wants this aside from some very a very vocal uh, vocal minority, and that's it. You know, they're making a big deal about it, but. You know, if you have a billion iPhones out there, I'd right. say, you know, I mean, that's 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 a lot you're opening up simply to appease a very small amount of people. So right. I think it's a terrible idea. I don't want it on my I don't want the ability on my phone. Um, it's just I think Tim Cook's right. I don't think this is, you know, something that they should ever consider. Unless they're forced to. but. Any thoughts on that, Holden? Uh, I mean, I 100% agree. Um, I, I have an iPhone and I use Macs, well, Apple products generally, because I, I want the privacy, I want the security. Right. And if it, it feels like a lot of this conversation, to kind of Warren's point, they have to fundamentally change what iOS is. So it's kind of like, well, people bought into iOS for this reason. It's the reason people get iOS is, I don't have to think about it, it's going to be secure, it's going to be private, and I can feel comfortable in that. And I kind of feel like regulation saying, no, well, you can't do that. People can't buy it for that reason. It just seems very right, strange right. to me. I think there'd be very. a lot of backlash. I agree. Yeah. So I'd be very upset. I bought an iPhone for that reason. Exactly. Um, and then, 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 then you go back here and then the Congress here decides they want to vote on a new antitrust package that wants zero Apple pre-installed apps on the iPhone. Okay. Yeah. Last okay. last week, a Democratic representative from your fine home state of Rhode Island, uh, David uh, mm. Cicilline. Cicilline, yeah. Cicilline. Let me let me tell you about him. Yeah. Introduced <laughs> introduced a new antitrust reform legislation that would provo- prohibit Apple from pre-installing its own Apple its own apps. According this is according to a report from Bloomberg, he's saying that a proposal prohibiting, uh, prohibiting tech. Platforms from giving an advantage to their own products over those of the competitor would mean Apple can't can't swipe devices with pre-installed apps on, oh, its, on its own iOS platform operating so platform. Doesn't every operating system come with the pre-installed apps? Why wouldn't this just be Apple? <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, like, it's anybody. It's anybody. What about the phone app? Like what's, yeah, what do you do? You can't pre-install the phone app. It's a phone. Yeah, you buy it. You take it out of the box, and you're you, you've got a blank screen. And everyone's like, okay, now what do I do? Can they not install the app store on there? So it's like no Apple apps at all. So you just get a blank screen. No How phone. do you get the apps if there's no app store? <laughs> exactly. I, I have been thinking about this though. Yeah. And and one thing Apple could do to get around this if their hand was ever forced would be during the setup process, say, hey, these do you want to automatically download these apps and right. have them installed during the setup process? And maybe even give the user the choice to select which ones they want. If you, know? you don't want the phone, it won't install. Then you just want yeah, the phone. <laughs> exactly. I, I do that, as Holden knows. Love talking on the phone. Um, <laughs> but as you, you just said earlier, with with, with uh, this this gentleman from Rhode Island, uh, should we consider the source? Um, yeah, I mean, he's. I, I don't want to get too political on here, but. Um, Let's let's just say that he probably has trouble spelling his name. You know? <laughs> I would tell um, it, this is this is his thing, though. This I'm is what he it. does. You know, he's 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 a troublemaker. I think he he sticks his yeah. nose into things he knows nothing about and, you know, doesn't necessarily understand what he's saying. I think I mean, if you brought him on the show, I'm sure he couldn't tell you one thing about the iPhone and how it works. And I think most most uh, House representatives and senators, for that matter, are probably in mm-hmm. that same boat. So, term like I said, term consi- consider the source. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even more uh, antitrust complaints. Sonos has complained about Apple's restrictions on third-party Siri access on uh, in an antitrust hearing. This was uh, the, on Tuesday, uh, as we record this. Sonos is participating in a uh, antitrust hearing on the smart home, where uh, Sonos legal chief. Eddie Lazarus has some commentary to share on the smart home market and the dominance of companies like Apple, Google, and Amazon. Uh, and of course, headed up by a- a- Amy Klobuchar, uh, the subcommittee, uh, 
uh, in antitrust of communi- uh, in consumer rights. She's, always, she's just been leading up this whole crazy stuff about antitrust and, you know, there, are, are, they, are these three companies controlling things? And, um, I mean, it's a market that's wide open right now. I mean, you have Amazon, you have Google, and you have Apple. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all having their own same ecosystems. They're all doing the same stuff. But each of them can do their own thing. I mean, I mean, Sonos is already participating with the, the Sonos Move, which I own, uh, with having the Amazon Echo built into it. Um, and it, but it also supports Google and also supports Apple. So, I mean, where is there antitrust here? I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Brian? I, I think this is a little crazy. Well, you know, antitrust, I think, has a much different meaning now than it did back, say, in the 90s when, when Microsoft went through their whole antitrust right. thing. Right. Um, it just... Explorer. Yeah. And, and, you know, bundling that with Windows. I mean, it's it's just they're looking for places to, you know, just, I think, cause trouble. I mean, there's really no reason. It used to be, I and I could be wrong, I don't claim to be an expert in any of this, but antitrust yeah. to me says, you know, hey, this company's a monopoly and we need to do something about it to level out the playing field, right? Um, I don't see... Apple having a monopoly in anything, no. aside from maybe I, their I own ecosystem, which they created and they exactly. fund and yeah. they, you know, but I don't, I don't see where they have a monopoly in anything. And of course, you go back 30 years and to even think that Apple would have a monopoly someday is, is just funny yeah. to think about, you know, so Brilliant. I don't get it. I don't get it. <clears throat> what did you think of this, Warren? We, again, we talked about this yesterday, but my my, my thought now is uh, the uh, Sonos should calm down because Siri could barely work with Apple stuff. So you know, <laughs> that's right. That's a good point. A good point. But, and most people just control the whole pod with their you know, phone, anyways, and it doesn't really matter in that case because you could stream whatever you could stream your Sonos yeah. uh, stuff to. You could stream Amazon Music, whatever you want. So. It's a silly idea. Um, it's a silly thing, is what I think. Yeah, I mean, Sonos has its market. So does so does all the other speaker the makers. And they, and they're they're doing well. So I mean, it's you know, yeah. it's, just, it's not like they really their, need their stock is doing well. I mean, I, I'm yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a stockholder of Sonos. I think it's it's, it's, a, it's a small stock, but they're doing very well. Yeah. Any thoughts? Any thoughts, Holden? Uh, the whole antitrust thing with Apple. Uh, I've been taking a really close look at it since the whole Epic Apple thing. Um, and it, the whole thing irritates me because I feel like kind of what, you know, um, my dad was talking about earlier with like a lot of these politicians just don't know what they're talking about. Mm-mm. And there's no way that you can look at the Apple situation and say, oh, they're a monopoly who's abused their position to get where they are. It's actually the opposite. They've had this very closed ecosystem. It's been the defining aspect of Apple for yeah. decades and they've grown because of that. Not that they rose up and then started locking things down when they had this monopoly position. It's like the opposite of how monopolies traditionally act, mm-hmm. and yet there's all these lawsuits against them. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It just seems completely illogical. We must yeah. be missing something. We must be. But <laughs> All I'll say but- is um, there's a, a lot of these companies, Sonos included, is in something called the uh, Coalition for App Fairness, which is a lobbying group that goes after these politicians. And ever since I've read their website, the Coalition for App Fairness, these politicians literally just verbatim repeat what is on that website. And it is nothing but a bunch of big companies getting together to lobby these yeah. politicians. It is crazy. Uh, I read like Epic's lawsuit, and even that has Epic's, the company who actually founded the, co- the Coalition for App Fairness, it's the same talking points in their legal case that they used against Apple. It's the same thing politicians yeah. are saying, because this is just lobbying. And this isn't about, this isn't a David versus Goliath. This is Goliath versus Goliath. And that's all this really is. Sure is. Oh, let's politics. Let, let's move on to something yeah. lighter. Um, <laughs> games. Uh, Apple. Uh, I just got the. I got the pop up, so I had to go find the article. Find out about this. Uh, that's some Mac rumors. Angry Birds Reloaded is coming back. Doodle <laughs> Doodle God Universe Altos Odyssey The Lost City coming to Apple Arcade. Uh, Apple and Head Start already, as we talked about previous, uh, some that added some of the classic games like or the Oregon Trail uh, and others uh, to the Apple Arcade catalog. Uh, today they they announced three new games that are coming in the near future, so they they're teasing you. So uh, all three of those games are, are going to be offered, and then uh, it pops up and says. Uh, 
you got you got the notification says oh you can install it i'm like so i tapped it it's oh no this, this is just letting you putting you in place to notify you when it's available uh but they did they did send out these notices through twitter today which is is just kind of interesting um interesting. and and those interested in playing um uh, them when uh, they're launched on apple arcade will be like i said you sign up and you'll be notified and then uh you'll be able to, to jump on it uh, angry birds so the, the the craze of angry birds um the do you, are, are you are you guys uh, subscribers uh, to uh, the arcade? I, I don't think you are. Warren. Oh, yeah, Warren, you are because you have the bundle. Yeah, I'm in the uh, bundle, but, but but to be honest, I was excited when they released the uh, first round a couple months ago. Yeah, and that that lasted for about three weeks, I guess, and I haven't really <laughs> have really played again since then. So yeah, yeah, I played Oregon Trail for a little bit, and then it's like okay. Yeah. I was I, excited. I got, for, I got my memorabilia. I like the song because I used to play song. I, I played it yeah. uh, online, and there were so many ads, and I liked it. And there wasn't a lot of people there. That was an issue at first, and then right. I just kind of stopped. So. The whole thing. Yeah, obviously, you're doing a gaming podcast. I don't know. This this is probably not the the, the types of games you guys are playing, but it's interesting to see what where, where Apple Arcade does go with this, and then getting more and more titles. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a better method uh, to get subscribers than Apple has done in the past with Apple Arcade, which was having they've always had high quality games in Apple Arcade. Like for mobile games, they're very high quality. But like, what's the golf? Which is actually when it came out one of my favorite games of the year, regardless of console. That game is hysterical. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to say like, oh, you should get Apple Arcade. There's a really funny golf game you should play. It's, it's a really hard sell. But if you say, like, hey, you can go back and get classics like Angry Bird or Cut the Rope, or if you don't even play those kind of games, you want a good Sudoku app, you want a good crossword puzzle app, like, yeah. it's nice to have those more familiar options. And then people can kind of explore from there and find some of the other ones. I'm personally right. very happy that Threes is available on there because I think Threes is one of the best games ever made, not even just on mobile, but ever made. It's awesome. Um, and it's there. And so there's a lot of really great experiences. But I just think that, uh, I don't know. I, I think that people like Angry, Angry Birds in particular. I think is a little too old. I don't think it, it has is, that yeah. same pull that uh, that some of the other apps they brought on have. Yeah. Um, but Brian, did you, you play many of these games, or you? You're, you're, that's not it's not your huge thing. Huge Angry Birds. No, fan. you know, I used to like to play um, Tetris and Breakout on my Palm Pilot. Yeah, your pump. I remember yeah. that. I was, playing that. I was on yeah. my Game Boy at that. Game Boy. Yeah, on the Game Boy. I did. I think the last video game console I actually or device I bought for myself was in probably like 1990, the original Game Boy, and I played Final <laughs> Fantasy and probably like Zelda or something. I'm talking actually, about the, it turned into the black my Game Boy. My Game Boy was uh, no, the, you the, didn't the, get that one. I got oh, the I black and white one. one. Okay. The black and white one, the original game. Does, oh, yeah. Yeah, with Tetris on it. And I used to see yep. the uh, I used to see the blocks on the ceiling because I looked at it yeah. so much. Yeah. Yep. I used to <laughs> work was, in a call was, center and that's like what the we Queen's, did. We'd sit. It was like the Queen's <laughs> Game Boy with Tetris. You're waiting for calls. Yeah. 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 That's exactly <laughs> what we do. We we all bought Game Boys and we would just sit there and play. Yep. So, but no, I don't play many games. I mean, of course, yeah. I played Angry Birds and Cut the Rope and Doodle Jump and all those back like 10 years ago, but, um, I don't, I leave that to professionals like Holden, you know, so the new cut course. the rope they have or the remastered cut the rope they have on Apple arcade. is very good. Actually. Yeah. They need to get words with friends. So I don't have to see the ads. Cause I put out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really good get for them. Yeah. But Zynga would, would never would go be. for it. Yeah. Yep. But that's what they be. need. Like, like, uh, like you said, they, you know, they need a killer app really yeah. they don't have it yeah and yeah. like like an xbox has a call of duty and that's why people kind of you know they, they need something that people talk about and say listen you have to get it for the five dollars a month yeah they, they yeah. need like an animal crossing or something you know yeah. something like yeah. that mm -hmm. or the uh the you know do the pokemon thing again and just do it better or something yeah actually on the note so, of animal crossing i don't think be a bad idea to work with nintendo and say hey nintendo make a, a game exclusive yeah to Apple Arcade. I mean, Nintendo probably wouldn't do that because they like to keep things, they're, they're very much like Apple, keep things to themselves. Yeah. But I mean, right. you can go to any other mobile company and that makes good games and probably get something pretty big. Sony, I know, wants to make mobile games now. And if you get some of those Sony uh, franchises on Apple Arcade, that could be a big seller. Right. But the mm -hmm. problem is the problem is here that Apple's going to have to you know, pay Nintendo to, to do this. Well, and they're going to have to pay, pay a lot. Yeah. 
of to yeah. do that. And, and, and then they might still, not be able to afford it. But that's the problem. They're still only charging. Yeah. Well, just yeah. buy Nintendo. Right. Trillions. They could afford it, but they could afford it, but they're one trillion dollars. But the uh, the, yeah. the subscription the subscription price doesn't change, so they're not making any more yeah. money in it. That's the problem. So if they did that, they would have to raise the price of the uh, Apple Arcade. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So so at least three of four of us here are arcade subscribers. So sort of. <laughs> Sort of. Yeah, I mean, we I, well, I mean, I am. I have it, but oh, oh, yeah. I thought it's maybe the, the kids would use it, but they don't. Part of the, part of, part of the bundle. Yeah. Well, they have the Switch, and that's and if you're going to play a game on your phone or the Switch, the Switch is much more yeah. engrossing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. So, all right, let's uh, move on and talk about Apple TV Plus. Well, the party's over. Uh, the free trial is now reduced from one year to three months starting July 1st. Uh, for much for for quite a while now, it's over well well over a year. That the Apple's giving a free one year trial of Apple TV Plus with any iPhone, iPad, Mac, or Apple Watch purchase, even an Apple TV. Uh, the, that promotion is now ending on June 30th, as we record this. Uh, it's a couple of weeks away here, and Apple has updated the website to show that from July 1st on, the included free trial will be shrunk to three months on eligible purchases. And they've been offering different por- uh, uh, promotions and credit and all that fun stuff. Uh, but uh, you know what, Ted Lasso, I'm, all I had to say is Ted Lasso. That that show is freaking awesome. Right. It's um, it's unbelievably great. I can't. I mean, I can't. I I'm, I think I'm gonna go back and watch it again. I mean, I just. I was and, on there. I, I was on there right away. The first uh, first season. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you you. St- in fact, yeah. You start. I didn't know about it right away. I got you, you and Guy into it. So I told you guys to watch yeah, it. it. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm like completely hooked. And then our friend our friend Kelly Gamon's doing the po- doing a podcast. They're rewatching all the episodes and spending an, a long hour and a half uh, recapping each episode each week. I did so. it twice. I watched the series twice. So yeah. Yeah. Good. I gotta go back. And watch my wife wants to see it. July uh, July twenty third. Um, yep. So, yep. but they've been very generous with Apple TV Plus because even when uh, we signed up, I think you got the same credit I did. Uh, Warren is the uh, you, I signed up for the the, the, the full bundle package, and uh, they're giving me a four dollars and ninety nine cent credit. Um, uh, yeah, had been for the last few months uh, after it's, I had yeah. signed back up. So it's crazy. Like I don't even like know what I had because between the stuff yeah. I purchased and then did I did subscribe to it at one point and then. I got the bundle. I don't even think Apple knew what I was at. So they, they were sending me money back and I was sending them money and it was. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm assuming I still have it because I have the bundle at this point. So I'm sure. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, you're going to be, you're going to be paying up, but uh, you know what? I, we pay twenty twenty nine ninety five for the bundle. Uh, that's the, that's the, the premier bundle that gives you everything. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it and, and I'm sharing with my family. So they're, they're getting, they're getting to enjoy it. And they're sharing a little bit of the wealth of it as well, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> I think um, I'm but, saving about ten bucks a month. Yeah, exactly. With all this, you know, because I get the two terabyte storage yeah. and all that other stuff. That's and it. yeah, I think I figured I'm saving about ten bucks a month. So yeah, for sure. So uh, next story: three Mac months. rumors. What, what? I'm sorry. I was going to say three months is still a really long trial too. Like this is still oh, an is. unbelievable value. Yeah. I, I, I forgot to ask if we're all getting our money's worth out of the uh, Fitness Plus. <laughs> do you want me to flex I'll, I'll show you that i am well you look at me you know you know i'm getting my money's worth have you even la- have you even launched the app that's the question I, i'm scared to actually launch it because uh, i have launched it it's going to be like you might be wanting to do some of that tai chi it's going to make me sweat just by opening the app at this point <laughs> all right let's go ahead and move on here um Next story on Mac Rumors, uh, Apple maintains 5G market lead in the quarter one of 2021, despite the Vivo and Samsung gains. Apple shipped an estimated 40.4 million iPhone 12 devices during the first quarter of 2021. Wow, that's amazing. According to new uh, data shared by Strategy Analytics, the figure suggests Apple has maintained its grip on the global 5G smartphone market, despite indicating a 23% dip compared to the fourth quarter of 2020. Where Apple's, you know, just shipped a mere fifty-two point two million units, uh, but they've been uh, Apple's been enjoying uh, booming sales um, in the five G market in the last three months following the launch. Uh, in the first five G equipped iPhone uh, models, but since then the rivals have upped their game, and of course they're given some premium here. So it's good, some good numbers. I mean, 
I, I think 5G has still got a little ways to go yet when, for, when it comes to you know, uh, the towers that are around and, and taking advantage of the speeds. Uh, Brian, what do you what do you think of this of 5G? You know, I have a I have an iPhone 12, so I have 5G, and and you know, I just I think you get to a certain speed, and I mean, yeah. coverage is great. I'm on T-Mobile, and the coverage yeah. has been great. Um, the speeds have been great, but. I kind of feel like it's like with money after, you know, a certain speed. I mean, do you really notice that much of a difference? No. You know? Well, good thing but is T-Mobile's including it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not surprised that they have the lead. They jumped on this. Um, there hasn't been any issues. It hasn't um, caused more people to get COVID. So that's good, I guess, right? <laughs> well, you can't prove that. Well, then there's someone at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Any thoughts on that, Holden? Um, Yeah, to kind of repeat the point from earlier, like, I don't know how many people actually have access to 5G. Yeah. So it's, I mean, even even you, Dad, like, you have access to 5G, but is that, like, is that the real 5G, the Ultra Band 5G? Yeah. Is it? Okay. No, I don't. I've done Ultra Band. There's a number of bands. We can get technical on that, but... All, all and, uh, I know is that on my phone it says 5G at the top. That, that's it. It's not 5G I, W or whatever, whatever AT&T was doing. But I'll tell you, <laughs> the, the, the I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you one thing. That my wife has an 11, and I have the, the 12 of 5G. And there's times that she gets better service than I get, uh, better yeah. data speeds than I get. So uh-huh. We're at a point with 5G that reminds me, I think with the iPhone 5S, they started doing HSPA+. And AT and T tried to say that was four G. So on the top of an iPhone, it would say four G up there, and they had to change it because it wasn't really four G. And I feel like yeah. that's where we are with five G right now. Is we're in this like transitional technology that sure is faster than four G, depending on your coverage and if you have good coverage that or not. Um, but ultra band is the real. That's yeah. going to be the real game changer. But it's going to be so hard to implement that mm-hmm. uh, nationally because of its its low range and, and all that. So I don't know. We're, we're a ways uh, away from 5G, I think. I thought I had anything. the real 5G. You're telling me I don't have the real you 5G. You don't have the real 5G. <laughs> I'm returning it. I had a Samsung <laughs> phone instead. Yeah. Those do have the real 5G. Yeah. Do they really? No. Yeah. Okay. Because that, that wouldn't be enough to make me switch. <laughs> the real 5G causes COVID. Not, not it, it does. Which is, <laughs> which is why I'm glad I don't up. have it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, and then uh, last story here. Uh, the Beat Studio Buds, all of a sudden, I know there was a sneak peek because uh, LeBron James was happened to be wearing them and people caught Ooh. that. Um, wow. The, 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 they are, <laughs> yeah. they, uh, 9 to 5 Mac here, yeah, will be 9 to 5 Mac here did a, did a comparison against the AirPods and the AirPods Pro. Um, of course, the uh, the Beats are going to be much much cheaper, about a hundred dollars below the AirPods Pro, um, and uh, and they do come with noise reduction too. These Studio Buds, so they did a comparison. Of this I haven't had a lot of chance to really look at this and find if there's any real value um, between these here. Uh, the Beats uh, Studio Buds have full wireless. They're in ear fit with the three tip sizers uh, sizes. Comes in three colors, but it doesn't have a wireless charging case. Um, so you see, they're doing some comparisons here. Interesting. It's you know, Apple's competing against themselves basically because this is their product. Um, that's <laughs> I, yeah. That's where I don't understand. I mean, yeah. at what point do they drop Beats? Um, I actually never thought in a million years I would buy a pair of Beats, but I did because mm-hmm. they were like it was the Beats Solo Pro. Mm-hmm. I think it's the over-the-ear yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, they were like dirt cheap at Best Buy and I wanted right. noise canceling over the ear headphones. And I thought, okay, well, this is my chance to try them. And they're great. I love them. Um, and my devices see them in the same exact way that they see AirPods. You get the same kind of pop-ups, you get the same options. Yeah. It's so it's, if you're looking at it from a software point of view, they're AirPods. That's all they are, you know? Yeah. So why, why the different brand names? I, I don't there, know. There is, I think, an important difference that I found in the article here is ear detection isn't. I don't. I don't know about your solos, but um, at least right. for the studio buds, there's no ear detection. So if you take them in and out, they're not going to pause and play the music and, and do all that. Right. And they don't do the auto device switching. Um, but outside of that, you're right. They're just basically. Ear Which device. I disable. Uh, I hate the autos device. Yeah, switching. but you know my my works. beats yeah, my beats bad. solos do do the air 
Like if I take them off, it pauses and oh, okay. it That's does cool. switch yeah. devices. Like it will, like if I go from my iPad to my Mac, it'll pop up just mm-hmm. like the AirPods do. And, I think I had the U1 mm-hmm. chip in it. And I think that's why. Uh, it also has, it charges with a lightning connector too. So all yeah. I can say is the four of us look pretty silly with these white things sticking out of our ears and the new beats have uh in, they're like fully in they're, ear, and they're fully in ear, right? And you could get them in black, and that would actually look a lot better than how we look with these. I'm these tempted, are like I'm a I'm, I'm a headphone crazed person. I'm, I'm looking at least three three four pairs sitting in my office here. So, and plus the two pairs, I put three pairs of AirPods here. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> crazy! The, I have AirPods and I'm one pair of AirPods Pro, but you need you need more ears. Yeah, so well, <laughs> I like the little thing. stem. Just because it makes it easier to take it in and out. I don't want to dig yeah. into my ear to yeah, get something out. Yeah, it's easier to grab them. So, yeah, I agree. I'll make All something right. on Amazon to pull them out for you. So. All so, right, let's yeah. uh, go ahead and move on to the topics of the week here. There was some good stories uh, this week. Um, so, Warren, tell us the, t- tell us your story about Lola and the AirTag. All right, I'll, I'll make it quick. But uh, I bought a four-pack when it came out. Um, two went to... Uh, my dogs went to Lola, went to Charlie. Um, so I noticed like last week that Lola's uh, AirTag would only update the location maybe every few hours. Long story short, I was, so I was going to unpair it, repair it. So uh, first of all, this is a, uh, I'll just show you a few things. This is easy. Okay. So this is Lola. This here. All right. So that's Lola. And, uh, for, for those of you watching the, the live stream here, of course, yeah. you listening and not seeing this, but. <laughs> yeah. So let me stop that. So that's Lola. So we did, um, we did that. So I took it off and before I, it was in the Apple case, which is this one. So that's the case I got for it. All right. Uh, it's okay. You see it? Okay. Anyways. So, this is what it looks like now. Uh, it's mangled. It's mangled. Uh, looks like she did some biting. She did. Bring it up. This is up front. There we go. <laughs> Look at that! Wow, <laughs> nice. And this- We're looking at a uh, at a, a very uh, tooth riddled. Uh, air tag there. That's yeah. just the back, the white part, the back part of it. But the the silver part didn't it come disassembled a little bit? Yeah, I'm gonna show you that real fast. Wonder how it tasted. Um, <laughs> we were worried. My wife's like, you could have a, you know, she could swallow the battery. I'm like, let me tell you about the the battery stories. Batteries uh, is in, yeah, is in there. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is what it looked like uh, on the back. Oh uh, wow! So yeah, it's it's a pretty mangled metal. <laughs> Yeah, so wow. in any any case, um it still beeped and but after I unpaired it, it wouldn't pair back to my account, no matter what I did. And there's an article in case anybody needs to do it, there's an article to uh reset your AirPods and the way you do it real fast is take the battery out, put the battery in, make it beep, take it out, do that five times. Five times, and then put it back on and supposed to reset it. Never did it. So I had Apple support on chat. Got disconnected three times, got with a senior advisor that said, um, he said, go out of Bluetooth range of your other devices and try it again. I'm like, how am I going to do it? Where am I going to go? <laughs> you know, I'm not getting in my car. <laughs> um, so he disconnected, they all disconnected on me. So I made a genius bar appointment for Monday. Uh, I'm going to bring in <laughs> my one. Tag. I'm going to bring in my <laughs> one air tag. This is just out of spite at this point, just out of anger for Apple because it's only 30 bucks. <laughs> probably just get another four pack anyways but so we'll see what they say now are they going to say it's physical damage and that's why it stopped working or are they going to say um something else we'll find guaranteed out. that's what they'll say guaranteed they'll look at those bite marks and just be like oh I, it's got to be that we, we can't run any diagnostics so it's got to be that it, guaranteed it still, it's going to happen it still beeps and everything it's all you know it you know it works Mm-hmm. somehow but but like i posted in mac to future earlier today it says i we warned you that apple warns that you shouldn't be using your air tag with for your dog i don't think that's the reason they said that but yes okay the, for liability i think that was was really 
the, the reasoning on that, don't you think? Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes on Monday because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to really uh, go through with it too. What Apple should do is what Nintendo does with the Switch cartridges, which is they actually make them taste terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like try to like lick a Switch char- cartridge and eat it. Like it's revolting. Yeah, it's, it's really nasty. So dogs dog. will just spit it out. Babies my, will spit it out. My dog eats my my dog eats crap like little crap. So she'll she'll eat it. <laughs> I don't think that's going to deter a dog from eating it. No. Maybe like exactly, someone yeah. like me. You tried one, right, Holden? You've 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 actually. I it, did. I actually attack. did try to. I licked a switch cartridge. She was like, and it uh, is. Okay. It, it stays with you too. It's repulsive. It was there for like at least an hour. Ugh. It was really bad. I'm exaggerating, wow. but that's that's kind of crazy that they would have what, to do that. What, what does that say what, about us what as a game species? Was <laughs> <laughs> Each game has game? a different putrid flavor. That's the <laughs> that was, that. I was going to say it was a Frogger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Birdie Bot's ever favorite beans of Switch games. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, talk about beta this week. Um, we're, we're we're doing dual betas here because uh, Apple's been doing this a lot lately, which is kind of crazy. But okay, uh, they seeded the third beta of uh, iOS four and iPad iOS fourteen point dot seven to developers. It's it's I believe it's out in the public now too, um, and there is no other changes on it. And I can't ask Warren what there is because he's on iOS fifteen. So uh, I'm gonna uh, be do- I'm gonna be doing this. I did this last year. It's just getting upset that every uh, time they come up with the beta for. The old operating system than the one I'm on, and just kind of like uh, I think they did it on alternating week at some point, right? You're going to start doing uh, that's what they're going to do the the iOS 15 beta one week, yeah. and then it's going to be the iOS 14 beta until they finish it out. So, well, yeah, um, I we wanted to see if this is going to be the final version other than just at the dot one dot two incrementals for for any fixes, but they're they're saying just some underhood bug performance improvements, bug fixes that weren't addressed in the fourteen dot six. Uh, but there might be a f- uh, there could be a few minor features, but there really no, there's nothing else. The, the big thing was with the home app and being able to set multiple timers with the home pod or the home pod mini. Um, that that that's been discussed with that. So, but iOS 15, of course, whole other animal. So, um, and again, iOS 15 is still in beta for developers only. So you cannot get on iOS 15 unless you have a developer's account. Uh, and um, uh, you you can um, uh, you, you can. And so far, what has iOS 15 been for you? At now, you've had it for what two weeks? It's actually not bad. Um, I have one semi-important app that doesn't open. Um, other than that, uh, it actually fixed I a problem I had with the, the old operating systems. Um, you know how you could create a shortcut uh, on your home screen to a shortcut? You could create a, a, an icon yeah. on your screen for a shortcut. I have one that changes my wallpaper. I think we talked about that once, where you can actually change the And yeah. the shortcut for you know half the time worked and half the time failed. So and it bothered me and now iOS 15 it works so it fits yeah. a couple things like that um, you know uh, even on the iPad OS I put it back on 15 uh, you don't you know the, it, it runs well it's you know not the fastest pretty stable and, yeah my battery yeah. hasn't really you know changed that much maybe a little bit on the watch uh, the battery went down a little bit but other other than battery uh, on the on the watch I haven't noticed any difference on it um, yeah so battery life on the watch has been not so good. It's been a little worse, but not. I think, God, iOS. I don't remember what iOS, but there was one where the watch would go from like a hundred to zero, and like, you know. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Say with the phone, I was at WWDC. I went once, and I did the beta on my phone, and I had to go to like find like a like a T-Mobile shop to buy a, a battery pack for it. I couldn't even get through like have to do no. so um but it, yeah it's 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 good um you know i'm using the uh the uh the picture to text feature the text to picture feature yeah live lot. text yep i'm doing that um the um the notifications are funny um sometimes they don't work really well i get um there's a thing now where if you leave your air tag behind uh it will tell you that you're separated from it but i found mm-hmm. that it doesn't sometimes it works the opposite it says you you know you left your you left your dog back there when you're you know halfway to the beach house and you look there 
and the dog's right in the back seat. So it's not quite there yet. So it scares you a little bit. Uh, but those are fun. And I haven't played with the um, the focus stuff yet, which is something I kind of should get into because I hear it's pretty yeah. good. It's, it's so, really good. Yeah. The focus oh, okay. stuff so, is really good. So you're running it, Brian, on your iPhone or just your iPad? Just my iPad. I don't have it on my iPhone yet. But the focus feature is great because I use my iPad for writing mostly. Yeah. Um, or it's one of the things I use it for. And I can create a focus that's called writing. And it actually lets you create a home screen for that focus. So I have a, a home screen with some widgets and the apps I use when I write and everything else goes away. It's just that home screen. And then when I take it mm -hmm. off, everything comes back. It works really, really well. Great. I'm, I'm really, it's been super knock on wood, super stable on my yeah. iPad air. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, I've got to run it on my first apps. gen. First. If, you're, you're, if you're at work and you can only show like, you know, stuff you use at work, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. really well done, I think. Holden, are you running any iBeta? I'm doing just the iPad version, which I primarily did just so I can have a consistent app library and widget experience across my yeah. iOS devices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you see the meme? There's a meme that says uh, I, uh, iPad OS 15 is just uh, uh, iOS 14. Yeah. 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 So far, it's definitely been my experience yeah. with it. I haven't yeah. done too much with the focus, but um, I love the new multitasking features. I think they are really, really strong. Um, it, it just feels easier to multitask and, yeah. and get to apps that I don't have in my dock. And it just, it's a, I think it's more fluid experience. I, I like it a lot. I do have a problem with performance. Um, I've noticed in the past like week or so where sometimes it won't respond to touch input at all. And I have hmm. to like, like really, I have, basically what I have to do is like drag my finger all around the screen, and then it starts responding again. What model? What do you have? Which iPad? Yeah, uh, Air three. Okay. Yeah. So I have the I Air have, four. I have, I have the M one, and, and it rips. I can oh, imagine. I, yeah. I can imagine. Do you have the I'm twelve or the eleven? I have the twelve. I, I went with the twelve. Uh, the so you 10. have the the um yeah. the um the mini the X, yeah XDR display. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, I had to get, you know, the, Dave and I uh, had the 2018 11-inch, uh, and the yeah. screen, I mean, uh, it's nice, but it's not hugely noticeable. The old pros in the Air, uh, Air 3 that you have have really nice screens, yeah. so you could barely really tell. So a uh, couple of things uh, uh, we have. I had a bit, bit of a list here, but I'm not. We're not going to go through it. Get through them all to the, this week. Uh, a couple things just to make make sure I mentioned that we talked about this before. Yeah, iOS 15 is is, is compatible. So um, amazingly, going all the way back to the 6s and 6s plus. Uh, but you have to have at least a 10s or a 10r or newer. Uh, for most of the, these these great features that they were talking about, I have an article in, in the show notes about this, and you know specifically things like uh, uh, live text isn't going to work on a, on, a, on a device that isn't uh, that isn't a 10R or a 10S or higher uh, because uh, it just the processor just can't handle it. Um, so a, l a lot of these things stand out: visual lookup, uh, interactive globe, and 3D city experience and maps, uh, spatial audio in, in in FaceTime, portrait mode in FaceTime. So just be be aware of that. I mean, yeah, be excited that your older device is going to be compatible with iOS 15, but you're going to be at the limitations as far as what what new features you'll be able to utilize. So, um, but a couple things that kind of stood out. I wanted to kind of kind of talk about this because it, it's been kind of a, a, a you, you get online and you see a lot of people complaining that Apple just very disappointed with Apple. We didn't we didn't release all the things that we really need this thing to do with iPad OS. But you know, get over it. I mean, it's going to get there. Yeah. I think I, I think it's going to get fine. You know, the fir the first article I've, I've got here is as a, as a top thing here, and I talked about this yesterday too on, on Mac to the Future, is the fact that um, the file app is now gaining NTFS support, progress indicator, and and more. The ability of being able now to be able to connect, connect in, and for those of us, Brian and I both work in the enterprise, so uh, so uh, so to be able to, to take a drive here that, that's NTFS and be able to plug it into an iPad and be able to get the files off of that device is pretty awesome. I mean, they they, they really finally have added some great support with that. Uh, same thing with uh, the the the, uh, the progress indicator. You never knew when the darn files were copying from the, yeah. the, the external device to, to, to there. Now you're going to have an actual progress 
uh, indicator that's actually going to show you uh, that 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 you can at least copy that data and be able to uh, be able to to get to it and see it what, what the progress is. Um, so it's 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 pretty awesome. Um, and then uh, the other thing that was noticeable in the Files app, if you're using a mouse or a trackpad, you're not. It's not possible to click and hold and drag selection box over multiple files and perform batch actions such as compress. So you can compress now, just like being on a Mac, being able yeah. to compress a file, move them, copy them, and so on. And then you also can use the groups option as a view option and, and, and on the fly create groups. You know, I've got the Magic Keyboard. That's going to be something that's uh, that's nice. Uh, uh, what do you think, Brian? I mean, I think this is this is going to be a game changer for us and where we work and potentially yeah. people using using uh, uh, using iPads and and be able to you know, securely have files on it on an NT, NTFS formatted device. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, uh, the executives in the company that we work for. Um, they all use iPads. They use the 12-inch iPads with yeah. the Magic Keyboards and cell service, and it does everything it needs. They need it to do, but now, I mean, they're getting all this additional stuff. I mean, I think from an enterprise standpoint, I think you're going to see now, like in our company, it's really just executive, vice presidents, but you're going to see it start to come down. I think Absolutely. to to more of the standard, you know everyday workers and um at some point you know it, it'd be very possible for someone to use it as their sole um work device i know absolutely i know there are people in it that do um use it as their primary uh yeah. device so it is possible i mean just the fact too that you can actually drag like i can drag a chunk of text from one app to another without even using multitasking, you know, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty incredible. It's, it's amazing how they've done it and they've done it without resorting really to making it too Mac-like, you know, yeah, they're really keeping the iPad as its own thing. And I think that's frustrating for some people because they want a touch based Mac and it's just never going to happen. Yeah. You know, if they want a touch based Mac, that's kind of what the iPad is. You know, yeah, exactly. So, choose one or the other. Warren, do you think it's any, you find any value of, of some of these the, these features of the file file management? They're, they're getting uh, better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I went with that uh, Logitech uh, keyboard uh, mm -hmm. that Apple's selling, and you know, I, you know, I got the new iPad, so you always go through the test. Can I, you know, can this replace my laptop? I've tried. It's doing better than than it has been. So, um, it's getting almost to the point where I could probably get by on an iPad for work or life uh, for at least a little bit more than before. So yeah, it's, it's getting better, you know, and we had, you know, we've talked about this on a uh, uh, guy uh, on one of the shows is, do you want, do you want like a unified operating system? If, if the more the iPad turns into Mac and the more the Mac turns into iPad, kind of too with the uh, way it looks and opening up iOS apps and things like that. Where, you know, where's the endpoint? And, the, you know, Microsoft, again, tried to, to make one operating system for everything. It didn't work because it just doesn't, some things just don't work right on a small screen. Um, and that, that's it. I mean, if you put a Mac OS on an 11-inch iPad, is that going to really, you know, be comfortable for you? Or are you going to be able to navigate that? So, you know, it has to be different. That's that's a good point. In these commercials that Microsoft has where they try and pit the Surface yeah. up against. And, I mean, Dave, you know, you've you you have you've had a Surface. I have a, a, a Surface. Holden, I think you have one, too. Oh, They're really great one. devices. They're terrible tablets. Yep. yep. They're just keyboardless Windows machines. And Microsoft thinks that's a great idea. But you try and use Touch on Windows 10. It's terrible, especially yeah. if you're used to using an iOS device where the targets are much bigger, the the multi-touch is much more precise. Um, it's built from the ground up, and you know Microsoft's style of doing things is let's take something that exists and cram this feature into it and make it work, and it just doesn't. You know, I have a Windows laptop that could you know fold over now and become a tablet. I've never once yeah. wanted to no, do and that. And it's it's the same thing with Chrome OS. Chrome OS is terrible as a tablet, oh, and I don't right. know why they think that 
the compromise is good enough, it's not. It's as not far as I'm concerned. Well, well, I keep my Surface plugged in to my, my monitor at all times. I have tried to do some code review and read over something in Visual Studio and just by swiping through it. I don't even like reading things that way on it and like swiping through. A it just doesn't feel right. It feels very off. And the iPad is way better as a computer replacement than the Surface is as a tablet. Yeah, that's, that's 100% true. And the Surface really isn't a tablet. I mean, no. It's, no, it's not. If, if you they had, want you to think it is, but it's not. Right. Yeah. It's it's a computer with with a. It's a computer. It's a laptop. It has a, just a, It's basically if I took my MacBook Air and took the it was able to detach the keyboard, would the MacBook Air become a tablet at that point? No. According to Microsoft, it would. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and also, yeah. I find I find the keyboards on the Surface pretty terrible too. I, I actually know. like the keyboard cover the type cover i love that keyboard the trackpad is it. terrible but the, the keyboard i think is awful. is the trackpad's terrible yeah. but all windows trackpads are terrible even on yeah. thinkpads yeah. but the keyboard the feel of the keys on i love it hold do you like it well so i have a 15 inch macbook pro from 2017 so Ooh. any keyboard is better than <laughs> that. I that too. i'm so glad uh, I, I traded that in yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm sorry the, um, if you like that kind of keyboard um for the iPad, the Logitech thing I got that the Apple yeah. sells is almost a dead ringer for it. Um, yeah, I like, of, I like it. The the Magic Keyboard case for the iPad has an unbelievably great keyboard. I, I, I love mine. the way it feels. Yeah, I had it and I got rid of it because it's just I, I like it too. Terribly, I have it. It's so it. heavy though. It's so heavy. It is. It's thick and it's heavy, yeah. but I, it's. It does its job. I, I think it's a really it's, it's super expensive, maybe too expensive. Yeah, uh, I, it's it's heavy, and then what's the point? You know, then then at that point, what's the point of not just bringing a MacBook Air? And that's 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 the thing I have. Look, I'm going on a trip next month, and I'm like, do I bring my MacBook Air yeah. or do I bring my 11 inch iPad? You know, or iPad Air? What's that? 10.9 inches or something like that? Right. It's, it's considerably smaller, but it's not necessarily lighter. Mm -hmm. So it's, but it's more uh, versatile. That's the big thing. For sure. All right. We got, uh, two more quick things about the, well, what wasn't announced at, uh, at the keynote. Uh, and then I want uh, to Brian the opportunity to uh, talk about his two apps he's got picked for this week. Uh, um, the uh, in iOS 15, you now can uh, have uh, iPhone apps run in landscape mode. You were, you were never able to do that before, finally, because you'd have to have it be in portrait mode in order to be able to view that. So. Uh, you're gonna have that. Oh, we have links in the show notes for this information, but uh, yeah, check that out. I think that's that's a great thing. The other thing too, this this really caught my eye was the fact now iOS 15 is gonna allow you to request refunds in app and not have to go out to the freaking website to have to request it. Uh, you now actually will go be able to do it right from in app and report a problem uh, instead of going on their website. You could do it right from the from from the app uh, at, uh, at the app store and do it, uh, which is a great thing. So. Did you have comments? I thought, on I thought you could do that before, though. No, I don't think so. Well, well store, so they, this is a, this is actually an API that actually Apple has uh, introduced uh, but there for was allowing a developers to implement there, that request refund option for their apps. But that, there was somewhere like if you go to the account under your purchases, there was report a problem. I don't uh, think you could do it there. from there. You had to go to the website to do it. Or it took you, that button took you to the website, I think, or something I don't think like so. that. So I kind of remember no? just filling something out, but. I could no. be wrong. Yeah. Any thoughts, Holden? No, I mean, these are, those are good features to implement. I mean, keeping things as kind of ingrained and consistent across the experience as possible is good. And so if they can offer something within an app as opposed to going outside of the app, I just think that's, that's a better experience to the customer. Um, yeah. Curious what the antitrust uh, consequences of this will be. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, I don't think there should be any consequences for it. Um, I'm sure it'll catch some um, political eyes. Not we keep going to politics. Um, yeah, no more. <laughs> you brought us there. I think um, the rule of thumb with the politicians is, is it good for consumers? Yes. Then it's antitrust. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Get rid of it. All right, Brian. Uh, that, was, that was great to see some a couple of apps. We haven't talked about any apps here in a, in a while. Uh, go ahead and uh, tell everybody about the, your app picks for this week. Okay, I just I have two. One is just it's it's an app I've had for like ten years. It's been around a really long time. It's called IA Writer, and it's it's like a, a it's a text editor. It uh, uses Markdown. 
Um, it's just an incredibly well-built app. Um, it uses all of Apple's, you know, standard, you know, um, interface conventions and whatnot. Um, and it is expensive. It's, it's, it's super expensive, but there's no subscription option. You just buy it outright. And I've bought the Mac version, the iPad version, the iPhone version years ago, and I'm, I'm yet to pay again. You know, I'm sure I will eventually, but it's just consistently a solid, well-built app and their support's unbelievable. They're, they're super responsive. So um, really like that. The other one is kind of a new one that I discovered. It's, it's, huh. it's a password generator. I was looking for um, something to just create passwords with, and it's called PWD-Password Generator. Um, and you'll know it's the right one because it's got a really colorful icon. Um, I see that. The color, it's just, it's a really beautiful looking app and it's super simple to use. The good thing about it is I can generate a, um, a password on my iPhone and it automatically goes to iCloud clipboard and I can just paste it into my Mac or my iPad or or into a text message and send it to somebody. So it's free and it's 100% free. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm down on that right now. Yeah, well, I really do recommend it if if because I've been going through and changing all my passwords and trying to make it so everything has a different password, a secure password. So wait, this has been Dave last pass and one pass should do that too. Well, one password does it, but you know, sometimes yeah. you like to have a separate independent app like this. And it's, it's a lot easier and, to open this app than go yeah. in to put my, unlock my vault and, you know, do all that other stuff. And one password, right? Yeah. So, so it's, it's another option. I think I like it. I like it. Do we do we know that this app is not taking all those passwords from uh, and uh, stealing them? It's well, the it it's, it lists their privacy, you know, nutrition label or whatever they call it. it says um, data not collected. Data not collected. So I'm going to take their word for it. It's it doesn't. It's just a a guy who makes it. It's not like some <laughs> company. Great great um, ratings too. His name yeah, is Sundar Bachai. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His name is Mark Zuckerberg. And I was looking for a Russian name. <laughs> Michael, Mc, Michael McCallum yeah. is, the, is the developer. That's so. Vladimir Putin's um, yeah. alias, I think. <laughs> it's Putin. It's Putin. I'll make it sound very American. <laughs> you you, will use my app. Yeah, you like it. use now. You use now. It's good. All right, guys. Um, uh, I actually have an app if I could recommend one. Oh, absolutely. Let's um, make sure we get the show notes. Um, I, it's called Card Hop. It's made by Flexbits, who oh, yeah. makes Fantastical. Yes. Oh, it I is really solid so far. I really, really like it. Um, just for how simple it is. It doesn't do a lot that the Context app doesn't already do. Kind of two small things it does I really appreciate. One is that you can effectively in the search bar, you can just type in a command like FaceTime Brian DePardo, and it'll just start a FaceTime call immediately as opposed to like going to the contact, clicking the option. I like that a lot. Um, the other thing I like, and this is really practical for a lot of people, I think, is you can create different biz- they call them business cards. And the mm-hmm. idea is that you have a contact app for yourself, but you'll conclude things in there like your address or all of your emails or, you know, your relationships, like people in your family, people like that, you know, and you put all these things in your, in your contact, but you don't necessarily want to share that with everyone. So you can basically create different business cards that give you certain information to share out yep. and, and not others. I think it's a great idea. It's really simple how it works. It's a it's good stuff. I also just like flip uh, flex bits. I think they make good oh, stuff. Flex fantastic. They, they do. And isn't it's it so isn't good. it like free if you already subscribe to Fantastical? Yep. Which I yeah. think is great. Yeah. yeah. So you're getting you're getting a lot for they have a Mac, on the Mac, yeah. Mac yeah. and iPad. It's iPhone, iPhone, iPad, iPhone, and the Mac and Fantastical's. I can swear it's part of Apple setup Watch. too, isn't it? In setup, I thought I it was. I don't know. What is it called? What's nice about Card Hop on the Mac is that it actually sits Card in the Hop. menu bar. So you can just click up at the menu bar and type in any of those no. commands immediately and access them. It's it's great. No, it's, it's not in setup. It's on uh, okay. They have they have Fantastical on there though, I thought. No, I don't think so. No. The busy busy contacts. That's yeah, busy yeah, contacts. That's, that's right. what they have. Yeah, that's yeah. What they have. right. 
All right. All right. We put that link in the show notes, too. But, uh, guys, we're way over time here. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, wrap things up. Thanks for guys being here. Uh, That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at InTouchWithIOS.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at Dave G sixty five and uh, Holden. Where can everybody find you? You got some great podcasts. You uh, you do. Yeah, I am on the Networks podcast. Um, if you want more Apple stuff, we got stuff there. Um, we I'm also on a video game podcast called Respawning Fire. We talk about video games and all that stuff. We'll have our kind of E three um, episode coming up pretty shortly. And then uh, yeah, you can also catch me on Twitter at Holden Pardo. All right, great. Thanks for being here. Hold on, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And for I'm me. Brian. And, and are you, you're just a freelance writer and you're in Dallas. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know what? You can find me on Twitter because I have one follower. So if you, you want to go to Brian DePardo <laughs> on Twitter, yes. Maybe I'll get some more followers. Is it uh, me or is it not me? Am I a terrible <laughs> No, no, you don't even follow me. This is like some, some person from Russia or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was following I, you. Okay. <laughs> No, no, you know what I did is I dis um, what are, we deactivated my account and then forgot to reactivate it or whatever oh. after 30 days. So my account from like that I've had since 2007 is now gone. <laughs> so okay. you don't even miss it. You don't no, I didn't. I don't really use Twitter. So I don't either. Actually, for some reason. Yeah. All right, well, so. And Warren, uh, thanks as always for being here. Uh, and uh, Back to the Future, go go to the go, go join up that club at the. Uh, on Facebook, the great group we got, a lot of a lot of good people there. And was anything exciting going out there this week? No, no, no drama. All good. Talking about tech, uh, talking about uh, anything tech. You know, somebody even asked a question. I, I found it interesting. Somebody asked a question about um, um, she wants she's traveling overseas to a different country, and she wants to know if there's a way to uh, transfer her text messages from her you know cell company to email so she could get them um so we kind of talked about that there's you know it's yeah. not really not amazing really might be an option um something like but, but she's not going to have you know access you need access to it remotely i guess to to do that right uh, so anyways the point is it's you know not just mac it's not just apple we talk anything tech related oh yeah it's a lot of fun Come and also I, I take the time to uh thank the guest so thanks yes for coming yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for being here. Holden, thanks for being here as well. We really always thanks have a lot of time. We're going to have you back again. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed, uh, we enjoyed doing it, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.